Dave Wadsworth, how you doing, sir? Leslie Peters, I am doing just fine and dandy. And <laughs> I am so glad you asked because, uh, you know, some days I'm not so fine and dandy. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I don't I don't really know any of those days, my dear friend. But what um, I can tell you, we have an action-packed show tonight, a doozies we're going to get into. He said, she said. That's what we're going to get into tonight and really dive in that as we, as we really start taking a look at he said, she said. And you might think, well, what is that about? Like, he said, she said, you know? And I always tell people, in every situation, right, you always have a he said, she said type of moment, you know. I, I can think about it. So we're going to have some random topics that I'm going to throw up, and we'll dive into the he said, she said moments from our different purviews of our, 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 our from our lenses, uh, as they may be different. You know, I got the black lens, you got the white lens. We'll look at it from both sides and laugh and have a good time together. But before we get into that day, Tell me about your week, my friend. My what? Your week. My week? How yeah, was tell me week? How your, how's your week going so far? We, we're at hump day. We're in the middle of the week. How's your week going? You know, actually, I try to look at everything in, in a positive light. And, and no matter what the situations are, excuse me, I want to I want to find the nugget of, of positivity in that. Because no matter what the situation is, you can learn. Okay, it's like, you know, you can either win or you can learn. And so no matter what, whether you're falling down or, or, or jumping up, you're going to you can learn something. And and I've been learning a lot uh, this week and um, and it's just been a good week. It really has, even though um, I've had some issues to deal with uh, personally. I just, uh, you know, we're OK. We're going to be OK. And I think that's what we need to look at is say, you know what? It's a tough week. But we're going to learn something and we're going to grow together. So that's where I'm at. There's my week. So you got a good week? You got a week going? Yeah, you know, it's been a good week. I've had a chance to get some rest this week uh, a little bit, sleep in a little longer than normal as I wrapped up the semester and, and got all the kids grades. But uh, just as sure as the day turns and, the, and one hour switches to the next, on to the new work to begin. So uh, no shortage of work here. <laughs> no shortage of... <laughs> A husband duties and dad duties and son duties and, and sibling duties. So I'm there's always plenty to do. I think uh, as we get ready to both embark on a year of transformation hmm. in terms of our physical health, our mental health, you and I are going to compete in a positive way and the world will get to see us as we start off the year. Now, listen, let, let me explain something to you. Let me just get this out there now. I know that every January, everybody in America says, hey, I'm going to do better about my health this year. I'm going to get off to a, 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 a new approach. I'm not telling you any of that. Listen, <laughs> I'm going to put one foot in front of the other and try to keep it together day after day for as many days as I can to hopefully at some point, it's not even something I think about. It's just a way of life. Am I going to be perfect? No, but I'm not shooting for perfection. I'm shooting for transformation, which means that I'm consistently doing the right thing. And very rarely am I doing the right thing. So that's the goal. The goal is to get to be consistently good, not perfect. I will never hit perfection, even though in my mind, I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> you are a legend in your own mind. 
In my own mind, I am a legend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Leslie, the whole thing is all you want to do today is be a little bit better than you yesterday. That's Correct. your comparison. You, who were you yesterday and, and how can you improve on that? Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Don't worry about what everyone else says. Don't worry about the, the whole world if it's going crazy. How can you be a little bit better than you were yesterday? A better husband, a better father, a better just, uh, you know, citizen of the community, you know, by, by reaching out to people uh, that, that really have needs and uh, and and show uh, you know that love for for mankind and uh, just be a little bit better uh today than you were yesterday and and we can always look back and say yeah i kind of screwed that one up i'll do better tomorrow and and really do it and just keep it very simple step by step day by day uh and always focus on what we have messed up not what everybody else has messed up because we're always looking out and saying oh yeah they screwed up no let's look at ourselves and say Okay, I can do better. And let's do better. I couldn't have said that better myself. In fact, that was perfect, my friend. See, I told you, <laughs> leave it to you, leave it to you to bring uh, uh the, the funk of it all, is what I always say about you. Just, just, just leave it to my good friend, and he's gonna always bring over uh the funk. So let me just put this up again. This is the episode for the night. He said, she said, Dave and I are gonna tackle this. Um, and try to be as we're just going to be ourselves, which is crazy. Now, we're going to start in left field, and our goal is to end up in right field. Now, understand how we get there is never going to be a straight line, never going to be a straight line when you put Dave and I together. But we will we will get to the destination eventually. So, <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> Leslie, okay, the definition. Okay. okay, for our audience and for for Dave Wadsworth, what when we say he said she said, explain that basically and and just just define that before we get started. Okay, okay. So what we want to tackle is there's so many moments. Um, if if you think about little kids, right, when they get into it and they run to you, and they're trying to tell an adult what happened. What when they when they are learning to communicate what they said, well, he said blah blah blah, and then she said blah blah blah, and he said blah blah, blah and she did, and then he did, and then she did. And so <laughs> <laughs> the reality is neither one of them is telling the truth, the truth is somewhere in the middle. And then I think sometimes as we matriculate matriculate through life, as we get older, we're supposed to get wiser, but sometimes our conversations when it comes to difficult issues or topics, it never rises or elevates beyond he said, she said. And when you're in a he said, she said conversation, there's always going to be a problem because those conversations suffer from a lack of clarity because the conversation is confusing. Mm -hmm. And then there's no empathy in that conversation, which means you don't have any compassion for the other person, no ability to understand or see it through their lens for the sake of clarity or understanding. And so therefore, those conversations rarely ever lead to a productive resolution. And yeah. so I think when we look at the, some of the topics we're gonna tackle tonight, 
These are topics that often people are not able to elevate their conversation. And quite mm -hmm. honestly, these are the topics that most often people are still having. He said, she said conversations and it's still causing problems. It was causing problems in the 1700s and it's causing problems in 2023. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, good. Thank you for that. Because I, I, I want to make sure that, that we all understand where we're starting, you know, what the starting line is. And, and as we get into each topic, figure out, okay, uh, where are we coming from? Because I know, Leslie, we're all different. We've all had different experiences. We all have different feelings and emotions. And some things offend us quickly. Yes. Uh, other things, it's like, yeah, no big deal. And so uh, I, I just, and as I mature, <laughs> hopefully I'm maturing, getting ready to turn 63 uh, next week. As I mature, I'm saying, okay, Dave, uh, am I listening more than I used to? That's really been a problem, I think, in my life. I just like to, to uh, engage with people. I love to talk, and I don't listen as much as I should. And I need to listen more with my ears and my heart because so many times, you know, we're so busy trying to explain something and get our side out that we don't listen, and especially with our heart, we're, we're not listening. So thank you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And so I couldn't have articulated that better myself. So just as we transition and get into it, I'm going to change the scenery a little bit. And uh, we're going to change the set a little bit as we dive into it. Get a little jazz to get in the mood to have a good conversation. <laughs> How about that, Dave? You're okay, you go. you're okay with that? You know me. You I'm put good. me on the ones and twos, no telling what you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> so the first topic that we want to dive into is raising kids, right? Raising kids. And my wife and I can tell you a lot about this because most of the time, young couples will have a conversation about having kids and they're ready. And they talk about everything from, from schooling and education to, to how they're going to dress them to, to child care. But what, most people don't talk about myself included what we never talked about was what is how are we going to come together and jointly discipline our child mm -hmm. and the reason why that's important is because we come from different backgrounds different scenarios and if we've never talked about it we just it's kind of funny people just assume oh yeah it's all gonna work out we all think the same way no 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 <laughs> so you got a couple things at stake there number one you're different genders most of the time. You could be, right? So in my wife and our case, we're different genders, okay? So that means I'm going to always see it through a male perspective. She's going to see it through a female perspective. So that's right. going to be different right there. Yes. Then however she was raised, that's going to hugely influence her views. And however I was raised, it's going to hugely influence my views, whether it's negative or positive, it's going to have an influence. Well, if we don't have the conversations, right, if we don't talk about it, have real, not he said, she said, then what happens is once that child comes into the world, that is part you and part the other person, and then their own self. So there are three people in one. So let me, let me, let me replay that. Part you, part your spouse, and then their own individual personality that comes out later on. That's right. So, <laughs> you, so it, it's interesting because 
although there's some similarities they have with one spouse, similarities they have with another spouse, then they're going to have some unique things that neither one of you do. And you're like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. So, so it's important to talk about discipline with raising kids and your plan for that, making sure you're on the same page. Um, what does a clean room look like? What is clean to you for a two-year-old? What is clean to you for a six-year-old? What is, you know, uh, what what age do we want to start teaching them how to drive, right? What age do we want to have the talk, <laughs> you know, the talk, right? How are we going to have the talk? Are we going to do it together? Are we going to do it? All that stuff needs to be talked about beforehand because what happens is if you don't talk about beforehand, now you're in the moment. And you got two people doing two different things and a child is just confused. That's right. Yeah, good point. You know, Leslie, you know, as as intelligent adults, we need to have a plan, okay? We need to have an, a, a goal or a vision for our children. And, and you and your wife, highly educated, very sharp individuals, but but we're not really raising children. Children, we're, we're raising independent adults that's what we're doing so our goal our final goal is for our children actually to become young independent adults that can can be accountable for themselves be responsible and 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 survive and thrive on their own outside our home and so I think from the very beginning we need to say hey what is the best for this child and 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 how do we get them to be uh, independent uh, functioning adults that are highly successful, that can socialize with people, they can treat people with total respect, and they can earn a living for themselves, become totally independent. That's that's what our final goal is. It's just not okay. Now they're two. Now they're three. Now they're five. You know. No, we need to keep that final goal in mind. Okay. When when we discipline them. Is this going to have a, a good effect on, on them becoming independent adults or is this going to be adverse? Is this going to be something that will harm them in the long run? Now, now maybe today it seems like the right thing to do, but we need to look down the road and say, okay, this kind of, uh, you know, discipline, is it going to be overall, is it going to be a positive net win for them uh, to become a, a successful adult? Because, we don't want our kids in our basement at the age of 30, okay? When they're 30 years old, if they're not out on their own, we've, we've failed them, okay? And, and you remember the story I told you about my son on his 18th birthday? He, uh, we, he had moved down to the basement because he had a lot more room, a lot more freedom. So his 18th birthday, I go down to his bed, and, of course, he's sleeping in because he liked to sleep in the mornings quite a bit. And I had this big old suitcase and I threw it on his bed and I said, happy birthday, son. And he's like, what, what is this dad? I said, Hey, it's your 18th birthday. And I got you a gift here. He said, a suitcase. I said, yeah. I said, I said, you need to be thinking about moving out. You're 18. You're an adult. You need to be thinking about moving out. And he says, but, but dad, I'm still in high school. I said, oh, I know, I know. You still got another semester of high school, but you need to be thinking about it. So right. I was planting a pretty strong seed that, hey, you're not going to live in my basement, you know, for for decades. <laughs> well, you already have for two decades. You're almost 20. So uh, I think we need to have that goal in mind 
uh, as, as a husband and wife to say, okay, what is our final result that we want for our son or daughter? What, what do we want for them? And every decision I think we make needs to be to that end goal. Okay. I've, I've said enough. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're, you're perfectly fine. Uh, I think what you're saying is, is good stuff. So, you know, here's the thing, and I'm not knocking anybody for not planning because guys, we did not, we did not have that conversation. That's why I think it's important to talk about. And we, we just assumed since we were so similar in everything else that we would be similar in yeah. this. And that wasn't, that wasn't a good assumption. All right. right. Um, because, you know, naturally I, I come up from the son of a football coach. He's a tough disciplinarian. He was, but it was a different day and different time. And it took me a long time. I, I'm almost embarrassed to say how long, but a long time, even though my wife was repeatedly telling me for years, the way you, each child is different. You have to understand, take time to know your child and be able to discipline your child the way that they need to receive it to get you the result. You can't just, just do what was done to you. That worked for you. This child is altogether a different person, <laughs> different, right. different life, different likes. And you know, I'm the old fo- no, no, you know, you just do it this way. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't been, I couldn't have been more wrong, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, early on I tried to, you know, do the casual thing, see if my daughter likes sports. And I said, we'll bond over sports. Well, guess what? Music is her sport. That's right. I don't have that gift. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I had to learn to appreciate her gift and find other ways that we can bond in common interest. So it turns out we both like to watch Marvel and and watch shows like that. So it just, but it required me to do some work. Yeah. And quite honest with you, I was, I wanted to be lazy about it. (laughs) I thought this stuff was just supposed to happen. <laughs> and uh credit to my wife. It's just a miracle that she's still with me today cuz Lord knows I'm still getting myself together on most days, but uh she has poured into me and told me and tried to tell me and I got a hard head, so it takes a long time for me to listen and for stuff to sink in. But I just came to the revelation that I must do better and be more intentional. Um mm-hmm. And particularly, you know, as we celebrated my daughter's 16th birthday, I really, really realized, wow, uh, <laughs> you know, made some mistakes. So I said it to say, don't beat yourself up about it. We've all make them. There's not a perfect parent in the world. Uh, right. So, so we've all we've all goofed it up. So don't worry. And your kids are goofed up, too. It's just the way it goes. But just being able to pour into others and into other young families and young parents what you've learned and not let them walk around thinking, man, they just got it all together. No, they don't have it all together. Talk to them so they can tell you how bad they messed up too. So (laughs) you can learn. And the key is to not make the same mistakes that they made. That's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing I had lunch with my daughter yesterday, she's 32. Um, She's a sweet, sweet spirited uh, young lady. And uh, she, I apologized about something. Oh, well, about her teenage year. Sometimes I was kind of in a fog. I just didn't see some of the struggles she was dealing with. And I apologized for that. And she said, Dad, you know, you did the best you could. You always loved me. You always supported me. 
you always were there for me. But she, but, but she said, you don't need to apologize. And I think that's the thing, Leslie, we need to look and, and in every decision we make, our children need to see uh, our love for them, our respect for them, our, our desire that, that they have the best life possible. And they need to see that in us because they know we're going to screw up. And, and my daughter at 32, you know, she's like, dad, it's okay. I'm, you know, it's all right. I turned out okay. I've got my struggles, but she said, you always loved me. You always supported me. You were always there for me. And, and I, I appreciate that. And I think that's what we need to look at, you know, in, in, as we look as dads and say, yeah, I screwed that one up. Or as a husband, oh, we screwed, I screwed that one up. But I, I think the whole thing is if our heart is genuine and we are trying to do better, you know, uh, and we are, like you said, you know, you need to be intentional. You need to not be on autopilot. You need to say, wait a minute, how do we bond? You know, what are, what is her sport? music. She is so talented. Okay. How do we bond? What is it that we really have in common we like? And so, but I, I think the whole overarching thing is love, respect, kindness, uh, you know, just, just out of a, a genuine respect for that child that you want the best for them and let them know that, that you're proud of them just over and over. Let them know that, that, you know, no matter what they're doing, you want the best for them. And so, uh, I, I just think that's so important because that that covers covers over a lot of stupidity on our part as as you know as parents. <laughs> there, the gong went off. <laughs> I think I lost you, Leslie. You 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 were moving some lips, but you weren't doing anything. <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 that was on purpose. What I'm saying, sometimes we, we think other people are perfect, and we're 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 projecting out on them. So, like, just imagine you putting words into my mouth, but you're not letting me talk. You're not talking to me, so you're not hearing anything I'm saying. Yeah. So, just in that instance, you couldn't hear anything I'm saying, but you heard the gong to say, "Hey." I ain't get it right either. I'm trying to tell you, but you can't hear. And so that's, <laughs> that's what it's like sometimes when we don't mentor and we don't really chance to really uh, dive into this wholeheartedly together. And so I think that's so important as we do that. So next topic that we're going to jump into is, uh, let's see, we're going to jump into the next topic is the topic of money. Money, 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 <laughs> money, yes. Oh, boy, is this a doozy. <laughs> um, I'm going to let you kick this one off. He said, she said, Dave, money. Yeah, um, my, uh, I listen to um, uh, Dave Ramsey from time to time. He's very practical. Uh, he said there's spenders and there's savers. And uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to say uh, that the female in my life that we've been together 42 years is a, a spender. Um, but I did call her a shopaholic the other day. And 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 that actually in the context of things, it went over pretty well. My wife is so good at finding a deal. Uh, but 
she needs to realize if you don't need it, it's not a deal. Okay. She finds an $80 dress. She gets some kind of coupon. She finds it on the clearance rack, comes out of the store and it was five bucks. And I said, but honey, do you need it? Will you wear it? Well, <laughs> and so, uh, so with the money, um, I have to remind her that a savings account is just not a big, big spending account. It's a savings account. So we have battled for 42 years over the money and, and I'm kind of a combination. I'm, I like to save, but I'm also a spender at times. And so when we get together at Menards or someplace that we like, uh, a store we like, it's dangerous. Uh, it can be like, uh, you know, a money suck because we both kind of enable each other. It's it's like, oh, here, let's buy that. What do you think? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And, and before you know it, we spent 300 bucks on stuff we really didn't need. And if we weren't there together, we wouldn't have bought. Uh, but but we've done much better and we talk about it. And, and I try not to be condescending, even though she it, it scares me sometimes. I'm thinking, Glenda, you don't need to, you know, just because it's a deal doesn't mean you need it because, you know, you have 15 of them already. And so the, <laughs> one example I'm drinking out of right here, there's a uh, I got a coffee, a mug here. It's a Stanley mug. They're awesome. Really awesome. And they, they keep your, your drinks cold or hot either way. And uh, and she's got probably eight or ten of them. And I'm like, honey, it's the same bug. Well, they have different designs or whatever. And I'm thinking, honey, you've only got two lips to drink from. I said, you don't need a dozen of these things. So the money thing, and they're not cheap. I mean, these things are, are pretty expensive. And, and so it's a constant battle. And I need to be careful. You know, I want to make sure I value her and, and I, I compliment her on, on finding bargains because she's she's always looking for a deal. But I just have to help her find uh, that, that equilibrium where if you don't really need it, you know, OK, just because it's a deal, you don't have to buy it. And so it's a constant battle. And and I think we have to be respectful of each other although all along the way is a thing we've got to do but money is is probably 70 percent of of the issues in a marriage i mean yeah. a lot of them a lot of yeah. issues are money and let me let me say this you know i think um what i've learned we all spend on the yeah. things that we deem are important yep but yet it's human nature, but we can all be very judgmental of other people that spend just like us, but on something that we don't think is important that we don't spend on. That's right. So, so here's the funny thing, right? So, because I don't spend on that, when I see you spending on that, I think it's Christmas. Yeah, right. But somebody would look at me and what I spend on technology and think it's frivolous. Now, here's the funny thing about it. Every spender has a built-in justification of why they spend on what they spend and why that's an asset, not a liability. Yeah. <laughs> the reality is <clears throat> the first rule to understand as I you know budget and tell all because I'm I tend to be a saver. I try to save when I can. Sometimes there ain't enough to save, right? Right. Uh, as life comes up. But what I will tell you is. The first step I would advise any young couple to realize the first thing you need to admit is, honey, we are both spenders. 
and we both need a tune-up. <laughs> right? <laughs> and a tune-up is just a mental adjustment to make you take another three seconds before you swipe that card, before you buy, to ask yourself one additional question. I know I want it. I know I'm going to get it. Do I need to get it right now? Mm. Right. Um, and I do that a lot. I know I'm going to get it. I know I want it. Do I need to get it right now? And if I get it right now, how does it benefit me more having it right now than if I get it next week or if I get it? Asking yourself that question, believe it or not, will reduce your spending by about 60%. Because chances are, if you don't buy it when you're looking at it right then, if it's not something that you really want and you can really justify your need, you're not going to buy it next week. That's right. If it's something that you really need, you really justify, you're going to put it to use, you're going to buy it right then. Yeah. And that's all you're trying to do. You're trying to, because a lot of times we buy stuff that we don't even get to utilize until months down the line. Yeah. So for me, I always say you just got to, we, we, we can't be in a hurry to get, we got to know why. And like for me with technology, people look at the spin, but my wife will tell you about all the technology in the house. But I'm going to research technology over, over, over before I make a trigger decision, right? Yeah. Because I'm so particular about it. Yes. So I'm going to look at things that other people, most people not, just people that really love tech. You're going to look at things and you're working what you do that I won't look at. I can appreciate the finished product, but I don't know all of the, the intricate details of how you got from point A to point B. Right, right. So right. you're going to look at it and approach it differently than I do. What we do together at Black and White Men Talking and what we're building between an author and a speaker and a trainer, we got different skill sets and we bring us together and we 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 put this pie together. You see, because a pie is great once it's cooked, but it's not fun going shopping for all the ingredients. It's not fun putting all the taking all the ingredients out. It's not even fun <laughs> mixing them all together. That's right. But boy, oh boy. <laughs> And when that pie come out of the oven, we're it's all, all in. Good. It's all good. <laughs> so I think, you know, that's the thing. But if you taste a lot of those ingredients independently on their own, they're not gonna, they're not appetizing. They're not gonna, they're not gonna make you change your action or move because they're not significant enough by themselves. They need to be part of that pie yeah. to have the greatest value. Yeah. Yeah. And so as a couple. It takes you have to be part of that connection together for you both to have your greatest value. Yeah, yeah. You made a really good point. Uh, I, you know, I like that idea of of hesitating and 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 you know, count to three or whatever to step back and say, wait a minute, okay, uh, do I really need this? You know, do I need it right now? Uh, and, and really analyze your decision. You know, in real time. And like you said, if you can walk away chances are you're saving yourself maybe 60% of spending uh, because it's not an impulse. Okay. Uh, I was working today and I needed, um, there's a certain tool uh, that I can use on a regular basis and I didn't have it. And, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to get it. And and it was fairly expensive, but, uh, but I thought, Hey, I use it all the time. I've got mine. Mine is broken. Mine's worn out what I've got now. I, I go on Amazon. 
I find, you know, I have the details of exactly what I need and I order it just like that. And then I just move on and it will arrive in a couple of days and I, and I've got it, but I am analyzing and I'm making, uh, you know, a little bit of effort uh, or a lot of effort actually to make sure that it's something I really will use and need, you know, at, at this point, or can I just delay it and wait? Cause there's so many things it's impulse and it's, uh, they're killing our budgets. They are really, unless we're Congress and we just spend like a, a drunken <laughs> sailor, you know, uh, we can't do that, you know. Uh, and so we, we've just got to watch what we're doing because that creates friction in the marriage. And, and we don't want that. We do not need that. All right. Good stuff, Dave. You're just breaking it down. You're <laughs> knocking it out, man. You're knocking it out. All right. Next one up. Um the next one up for us, and let's just put up, it's going to be sales. This is a business one, sales. And I always say asking for the business. I don't know why that is the biggest problem for most uh, beginners in sales or beginning entrepreneurs. And I have to remind them all the time, no money is made and no value is given if something is not purchased. Try. Um, not only do you not make money, but no value is given. You didn't have opportunity to give any value. So it takes a trade. Mm -hmm. Okay. It, it's just a trade. I you have something of value I need. Um I have the money to pay you what it costs for that value. We both it's a win-win for both people. Yes. So when you understand that from a sales perspective. Sales is not a hard. Sales is the greatest skill to me, in my opinion, that you can ever learn and get really, really good at. Sales is about solving a problem. And at the end of the day, people are going to spend the money with the people that they think solve the problem to the way that they like. Right. Yeah. Or they can solve it in the best way or for their price point. But you have to communicate. Um, you have to ask for the business. So yeah. I'm going to let you start that off, Dave. I know you started off your career in sales. I started off my career in sales. We still sell today. Um, let's 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 try to paint the picture here to give some of the young bugs just starting out or even new business owners that's just starting out and they struggle with sales. Yeah. Uh, you know, he said, she said. Because here's <laughs> the he said, she said in sales. Here's yeah. how you know you're dealing with somebody that's struggling with sales. Yeah, you start asking them, well, how many calls you make? How many uh, pitches did you make? How many proposals did you get out? And they start telling you about all the other things they've been doing in their business and none of them are revenue generating. Yeah. You know, they got a problem with sales. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. They the old saying is is uh, selling is telling. And, and, and you've got to tell the story. You've got to believe in your product. You've got to believe in your story. And, and I was a, a regional sales manager for years. I, I covered seven or 16 states that I would manage in, in a sales company. And I enjoyed telling the story because I believed in the product. We had a quality product at a good price, a fair price. And if you've got that, you're looking for for winning situations because if i can help you win and 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 you can you know buy the product i feel very good about it because i sleep really well because i know that you're going to be a satisfied customer you will be a repeat customer uh, and you're going to be happy you're going you're going to look to me and say listen 
I deal with Dave Wadsworth because I know him, I like him, I trust him. It's not just a one-off thing. If you're out there to try to cheat somebody or, 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 or give them a, a, a lemon, you know, on, on a deal, that's one and you're done. And that's no way to live. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Everyone should win in a sales, uh, a true sales environment. It's, it's where you are helping someone solve a problem. And, and you come to them and you say, hey, Dave, you know, uh, what can you do for me? And, and, and I say, hey, here's how I can help you. And everyone has to win because if, if, if all parties involved are not winning, we all lose. Really, we do. And so the whole thing is have the heart of, of, of helping someone because if you don't help them with your product, if you really believe in it and you've got a quality product, you're helping that person. You're giving them something that they need. And then you, of course, you need money, uh, you know, to, to continue, you know, your, your position, whatever it is. But, but uh, you're just helping people solve their problems. And that's what a business person does. And that's what selling is. It's how can I help you? What, what can I do to help you? What, what are your needs? And, and be genuine. And it's, it's really very simple. You just tell the story, have a good story, and 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 be honest in every every dealing you've got. Because if they don't win when they buy your product, you both lose. Period. Oh, wow. That is that is that is just phenomenal. That is good stuff, um, man. That's good stuff. Woo. Boy, you lighting it on fire tonight. <laughs> that's good stuff. Oh man. You got me. You got me back here. I'm like, I, I'm trying to take notes. I can't even focus on what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, <laughs> man, this is it's, it. Should be fun, Leslie. Like you and I talking. Yes. It is so enjoyable when we get together and we talk and we spur each other on with ideas and and, and we come from different you know perspectives and and things. It is really uplifting. Okay, and that's what sales should be. It should be very uplifting because you're helping people. That's all you're doing is helping people. And if you got that right mindset, you know, it's just like us. When I talk to you, you help me because you help me see from a different uh, point of view, you know, uh, some issues that you've dealt with that, that I haven't. And I'm thinking, wow, that's interesting. Oh, I could help him by, you know, showing him this. So it's just, it's awesome. And that's the way we should look at sales. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, the final topic we're going to jump into, or the next, yeah, this is going to be the final topic, final topic we jump into. And I'll take a stab at this one. It's going to be change, which is making a pivot or starting over change. So I'll, I'll jump into this one right Good. quick. Uh, I think, when we look at change, first of all, we must all realize that nothing stays the same. So here's the best analogy I can give you. Horse and buggy will still transport you from point A to point B. However, you don't see people using them anymore. Why is that? Because nobody has six months to get from one state or from the West Coast to the East Coast or from the South to the Midwest. Nobody has that kind of time. And why is somebody gonna be spending six months in horse and buggy, dealing with the elements of winter, the weather changes, when they can be there in a couple hours by plane, mm -hmm. several hours by car, 
several hours by train. So yep. you don't see the horse and buggy anymore because it's no longer effective. However, it still works. Right. So it's not the best method anymore. So that means change happened. Things evolved. Yep. We um, there was a time when I my first job was at a grocery store. There was no scanners. You literally had to punch in and ten key in the prices. We had a pricing gun, and you literally put prices on every product. And I was very good at that skill. I could whip that <laughs> pricing gun out, boop, 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 and I could key that ten key in at the register, and I could do that really well. But guess what? That skill in the grocery store is obsolete now. They don't use it anymore. Because they're That's scanning right. the UPC code and its price is automatically tied to it. And now nobody has the price. So they don't have to spend labor and time pricing that because what? Things change. You're changed. My waistline is not what it used to be. It's changed <laughs> and evolved. So I'm saying that to say don't run from change, but embrace change. It's not something we should run from. It's something we should embrace. It's right. something that we should be excited about. It's something we should be happy about. And so, because with change, what I know, I'm going to learn something new. Yes. Um, I'm going to have a new experience that I haven't had. I, I I may like it. I may find out I don't like it. That's right. But either way, it's a new thing. I'm going to gain. I'm going to broaden my horizons. Either way. There is no loss in change. That's right. But that's we have right. to learn to embrace it and not resist it, right? And yeah. so that's the biggest thing I can say about change. Guys, we're, this is a black and white man talking. Listen, I grew up in rural Mississippi. It wasn't a whole lot of black and white men talking. Not, <laughs> I, not when they didn't have to. <laughs> okay. One of my dearest friends here is Dave Wadsworth. We talk all the time, not just on camera. <laughs> True. We talk, we do this. As the kids say, we, we do this, right? Um, and so when we share with you, whether it's going to Bible study where I'm I may be the only person that looks like me, that's change. But that means I'm gonna grow because I'm stepping outside my comfort zone. So the greatest thing you can do for yourself, and Dave know I say this all the time, I have a keynote that's titled this. And it is get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yes. Yep. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. It's the greatest gift you can give yourself. So that's that's my challenge to you about change. And I know some of you right about now is... Can't figure that out. Listen. Don't overthink it. Just embrace change and learn from it. Enjoy yeah. it. Um, that's, that's my message to you about yeah. change, Dave. Yeah. My, my mom is getting ready to turn 89. Leslie, uh, in early February, February 6th, she will be 89. And my mom likes to learn new things. And that's pretty exciting to me that a person at, at that age is, is still trying to grow in her mind. And, and she meets people very well. She, she meets uh, new people all the time and she's good at it. And, and so she has embraced exactly what you said. She's gotten comfortable being uncomfortable. 
and 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 it it's it's not natural for her. I mean, it takes some effort, but it's rewarding. And she has realized that, that this is a blessing to her when she meets a new person, when she finds out, you know, uh, new information, when she reads a new book and, and she loves to go to the library and, and read books. And that's exciting. And we should embrace that. You you make a great point, Leslie, because if, if you want to grow, the only the only constant in your life is change. I mean, it is constant. It marches on. So you better get you know, used to it and you better embrace it or, or you're going to be left behind. You know, personally, you're not going to grow and you're not going to have the fun that you and I have with our exchanges. I, I look forward to us anytime we get a talk. And, and to me, we don't get a talk near as much as I would like to. I'll be right. honest with you. I would love to share more with you, but, but we just don't have, you know, we don't have those opportunities. Hopefully in the future, you know, we can work on that, but, uh, but, but it's, it's, it's exciting to have a partner like you to learn from and, and to share with, with the world here of how we can do this, how we can embrace change. Uh, cause, cause we're as different as, as night and day. I mean, we're, we got a lot of views that are different, but we love each other and we genuinely care for each other and we want the best for each other. And, and, and looking through that, you know, and we know we can learn from each other. We really yeah. do. No doubt. And, and 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 let me jump in here. I want to put this and tell me if you agree with me or not. But the times that I learn the most are when we have different views. Yes. Because we're able to talk through them and learn from a different lens. I get to shut up and hear yeah. from your lens what you truly are saying. You get yes. it the same from me. It's made me a better person. And sure. And I and I think that's that's the thing for us, for you and I, that we're trying to get out to the world. You're really depriving yourself of the greatest beauty in life, which is yes. the diversity in God, because we're all God's people, right? Amen. But you're really right. depriving yourself of one of the beautiful, most beautiful things in life mm-hmm. because you're not having the conversations because they're uncomfortable. That's right. But through being uncomfortable, you get comfortable. That's, that's that's right. Yeah, you know, there's no other way to say it. Um, and so, like I tell you, if you if you go out and you're not a runner and you start running, you first you go out and you say, "I'm, I'm gonna run uh, just 200 yo uh, 200 yards right today," and then you do that for a week, and the next week you try to run 250 yards, and then you you keep it up, you can get to the point where you're running a mile, two miles a day. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden. You comfortable. You started out at 200 yards. <laughs> but the more you did it, the more comfortable you got with that. So you had to change it. That's right. And then you get comfortable with that and you have to change it. So when you look back, look how much you've grown. You've grown from 200 yards to two miles because you kept getting yourself uncomfortable in order to be comfortable. Yeah. So my yeah. friend Dave, we got to get out of here, man. But I thank you <laughs> for allowing me to be uncomfortable. <laughs> Leslie, I love you, buddy. I appreciate you. I really do. Uh, just all the effort uh, that you put into being uncomfortable and, and to share with me uh, some of these topics we deal with. And, and, and it's a struggle sometimes to you know, figure each other out. But uh, thank you for, for being open to that. And I appreciate you, buddy. No, absolutely. Look, guys, you can find us on YouTube, Black and White Men Talking. 
You can find us on anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Look, wherever you get your podcast, put in Black and White Men Talking, you'll find us. Leslie Peters, Dave Wiseworth. We want to see you. Join the conversation. Ask your questions. We're going to be here every Wednesday, 730. Uh, join the conversation. Join the dialogue. Look for uh, us to be um, pumping out a website soon where you can sign up to our mail list. You can get notified when we're going live. Set your hit your subscribe button so you'll be turn on your notifications so you'll be notified anytime we go live. I promise you, you will grow through every conversation, just like Dave and I grow through every conversation. Now we will be off next week because it's Christmas week. We will be off next week, but the conversation doesn't have to stop. You're gonna have family in town, you're gonna see people you don't normally see. Have those conversations and let's yeah. come back after New Year's and let's get with it. Until next time. Because the next time we see you, it'll, if God says the same, it'll be in the year 2024. So until next time, have the conversations, be comfortable being uncomfortable. I'll see you in 2024.